0: Minister for Social Services Amanda Rishworth has announced a number of investments for the communities of Central Australia. The first of these investments will be a $30 million package aimed at addressing the early indicators of family domestic violence in partnership with the Central Australia Leadership Group. The federal government has also announced a $7.5 million package targeted at improving internet access for Central Australian residents. Minister Rishworth says the government will receive feedback from the Central Australian Leadership Group on what further supported is needed. These programs will be community-led and the Central Australian Leadership Group will have that connection directly with community uh, and tell us as government what the programs are needed because, of course, Central Australia is not a a homogenous group of people. Uh, Every community and town is different and so we want to make sure that our responses are community-led but they meet the needs of the local community. The father of a Noongar man who died in police custody on November 11 says he's still looking for more answers. After the first day of the coronal inquest on Tuesday, police say Jeffrey Wimmer suffered medical episode while being arrested in Melbourne's east and was taken to hospital where he later died. The inquest on Tuesday heard that he lost consciousness while being handcuffed. An ambulance was called and then Cancelled before being called a second time, Mr. Windmuff's family, Jeffrey Anderson, says he has many questions. Uh, we want answers. Um, uh, some of the protocols that were broken um, by the police force. Um, there was the call out ambulance calls and was cancelled. Um, well Jeffrey was on un- um, unconscious. Uh, this. A lot of those little things that um, maybe could have been prevented and Geoffrey could have been still here today with us. New research shows that the number of First Nations children aged 0 to 14 suffering with hearing problems declined from 11% in 2001 to 6.9% in 2018 to 19. The study released by the Australian Institute of Health and Wellbeing AIHW, suggests that early testing and early intervention is leading to better outcomes. However, it still concludes that First Nations people experience higher rates of ear and health problems than the non-Indigenous community. Middle ear infection is preventable, but remains one of the biggest factors contributing to hearing loss among First Nations children. Professor Kelvin Kong from University of Newcastle School of Medicine and Public Health told NITV News that the latest research is encouraging, but there are still problems ahead. We're seeing a decrease in the long-term hearing hearing loss rates. We're seeing an increase in the amount of audiology services being uh, picked up, and we're seeing an increase in the intervention for e-disease amongst our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids, which is fabulous news. The downside of it is that it's still a long wait to be seen. We're still falling behind on some of our language and developmental milestones and we're still getting quite a lot of uh, hearing rate loss in the incarcerated justice system. The Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation has launched a new centre of excellence for Aboriginal families' well-being dedicated to advancing the rights, social and emotional well-being of families in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities throughout Victoria. The Centre will seek to influence positive change by amplifying the voices of Aboriginal families and empowering them to shape policies and practices that promote their social well-being, self-determination and prosperity... The VACCHO CEO Dr. Jill Gallagher says the Centre of Excellence for Aboriginal Families' Wellbeing is about celebrating the strength of Aboriginal families and championing Aboriginal ways of being, knowing, and doing to empower generations. Several people have reportedly been killed in the Israeli airstrike in Khan Yenis a major city in the southern Gaza Strip. The exact number of casualties has yet to be confirmed, as well as how many have been injured in the strike, which is said to have hit residential blocks. But witnesses like Shadi Abu Samra say dozens of individuals are feared to be buried beneath the rubble. There were people having breakfast, safely sitting, baking or filling water. There is no safety. There is no safe area. All the missiles are falling over people's heads. God will judge everyone staying silent, every single person staying silent. More than 70 persons are trapped under us. We can't pull them out. People, for God's sake feel for us. More than 70 persons are trapped under here they're still pulling people. We pulled out from maybe more 20 or 30 persons and they're still at it. Right below our legs there are probably some 70 people. Israeli forces have also struck the southern Gaza town of Rafah twice overnight, thought to be one of the last places where civilians could seek refuge after Israel widened its offensive against Hamas. Israel accuses Hamas of embedding itself in civilian infrastructures such as hospitals and schools using Palestinian humans as shields, a claim Hamas denies. The government will send its first frontbencher to Israel next week. Assistant Foreign Minister Tim Watts will visit visit with a cross-parliamentary delegation. That is to include opposition spokesman Simon Birmingham. The the visit is expected to pave the way for the foreign minister to go to the Middle East early in the new year, to contribute to continue its efforts in the region. A spokesperson for foreign affairs says Australia has been working with countries to have influence in the region, to help protect and support civilians, to help prevent the conflict from spreading and to reinforce the need for the just and enduring peace that all of us want. The disability community has expressed concern regarding some proposed changes to the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Minister for the NDIS, Bill Shorten, says the Albanese government is determined to address systemic issues with the NDIS following the landmark review of the scheme released on Thursday. The independent report was commissioned by the government to look at the scheme's ongoing effectiveness, with the costs surging at an unsustainable 14% per year. The review recommends the removal of automatic access to the scheme based on diagnosis such as autism in favour for access-based impairments to a participant's daily life. However, the CEO of Autism Awareness Australia, Nicole Robinson, told SBS News she has some reservations. But what we do know is the government have determined that there are too many children in the scheme and that for some of those children they would be better supported outside the NDIS and hence they're going to shift that cost over to the states. But at the moment we just don't know whether the states are ready to pick up that ball and run with it. Instances of spiking, having someone put alcohol or drugs into another person's body without their consent, have reportedly been increasing during schoolies celebrations in Queensland. Both Queensland Police and Queensland Ambulance Service have told SBS they haven't received a single report of spiking at schoolies this year so far, but attendees have been telling a different story. Recent graduate Annabelle has told SBS she has seen plenty of examples, with the fear of being spiked keeping her in her hotel room for the majority of the trip. It just kept on happening where people were coming out of the club Absolutely beside themselves, foaming at the mouth, having like um, needles in their arms. And I was just kind of like, okay, this is not what schoolies is all about. Federal agricultural minister Murray Watt has issued a stern warning to the supermarkets to not profit off of hardworking Aussies in the lead up to Christmas. His call comes as Coles and Woolworths look to to set-to-face Parliamentary Committee inquiry into whether they are price-gouging amid cost-of-living pressures. The Greens-led inquiry set to be established this week will investigate the grocery prices, power market and large profit margins with the bosses of both major supermarkets set to be called into hearings. Greens Senator Nick McKim said seven sunrise the inquiry will be set to find out how much the supermarkets giants pay for their things Oh, well, we're really looking forward to this. It's, it's impossible to arrive at the supermarket checkout these days and not be just aghast at, you know, how many dollars' worth of uh, food and groceries you've got in your, shup- in, your, in your shopping trolley. And at the same time, Coles and woolies are raking in billions of dollars in profit. So we want to have a look at a whole range of things, but in particular we want to have a look at how much Coles and woolies are paying for the things they sell in their supermarkets and actually how much they are marking them up because the a very, very strong argument that they are engaged in price gouging in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis. The Gold Coast has scrapped its $700 million bid to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games after it failed to secure support from the state or federal governments. The Queensland Local Council had proposed a streamlined version of the Games after the Victorian Victorian government pulled out in July, citing cost blowouts. In a statement, Gold Coast Mayor Tim Tom Tate said the council had tried its best, but the Australian's reputation as a place that pulls out of global sports contracts remains in tatters. The annual DACA rally is back and returns to Saudi Arabia for its fifth consecutive year. With all the best action available exclusive and free at SBS and on SBS On Demand, with daily highlights from January 6th to January 20th. The 2024 Darker Rally marks the Australian Red Bull rider and previous world champion Toby Price's 10th year battling it out in the challenging desert route. As the countdown is on, Toby will look to make amends from last year's narrow defeat and add to his previous two wins. Current four-wheel champion and pro-drive Qatari driver Nasser Al-Atiyah will return to defend his title, with the Australian Daniel Saunders looking to improve on his fourth-place position from last year's rally.